welcome 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 to the uniq podcast i am your host anushka and i'm so excited for you to be in here the uniq podcast talks about why you are unique and how to carve out your true potential which sets you apart from this entire universe and the entire world and makes you the shining bright star that you are we truly believe that each one of us have a true unique path and we do not need to copy anyone else or need to compare ourselves to anyone else to figure out who we need to be or who we want to be you are unique and there is a way for you to find success and fulfillment at the same time so welcome to the third season of the uniq podcast and in this season we're going to be doing something very interesting which is the blueprint for life after college summit if you're new to the podcast let me just tell you what this is about the summit hosts about 20 speakers over three days and the speakers are not just anyone or just any speaker they are life transformation experts career coaches with over 700,000 followers on linkedin and people who are super inspirational someone even retired at the age of 27 they will be sharing their secrets to life and how they found financial freedom their dream career the right mindset and how to find that right fit for yourself in the perfect life for you and how can you be unique so all these conversations are taking place over this three-day virtual summit and i wanted to share some of the awesome conversations we're going to be having on that summit on here on this podcast with you so that you get a sneak peek and an idea of what is going to be all about so make sure to sign up for the summit and make sure to check out the summit website to know more about it once you listen to this sneak peek conversation because i'm sure that the summit will transform your life and the advice combined from all these 20 experts oh my god let's just see what can make that happen for you so let me know what conversation excites you the most here we go with the first sneak peek and we're gonna be rolling in more so welcome to the podcast and i'm your host anushka let's get right into it like you said like we often pick up on the dreams or expectations of others how did you find that understanding for yourself besides your boss being rude how did you find that understanding first of all like something needed to be changed in the career you were in and the second one is how did you allow yourself to make that transition happen because a lot of the times we do have that understanding that the career we're in is not the one for us but we're so afraid of all the years we've put into it already that we just simply find it easier to stick with what we have instead of transitioning yeah and so super generous of you to say you know that i'm staying motivated and it's inspiring uh that that was uh, that was not mostly the case and i think you know obviously there was the motivation to to keep moving forward i wouldn't say that the experience on the whole was you know the happiest time looking back it's it's obviously really nice to to have had it and i wouldn't be where i am without it but in the moment you know the way i kind of viewed it was um this this sucks like i'm in this job and it's awful and so what are my options? Like I can stay in this job and it's going to be horrible and there's no way out. And I'm, I don't think I would ever be happy or I can put in just a little bit more time, uh, you know, outside the nine to five, or in my case, the, you know, six to two or whatever it was to try and make that change. 
And every time, you know, essentially it, it wasn't a straight line to success. There was, you know, a little bit, it was like one step forward and two steps back with everything that I did. There was constantly obstacles and objections and rejections and, uh, you know, self-confidence and self-doubt uh, issues and stuff like that. And so I just kept telling myself, if I don't keep going forward, like I already know, I know the situation that I'm in and I know that I hate it and I know that it's not going to get any better. So if I don't keep going, nothing is going to change. So it's really on me to make that change. And the other thing that I realized is that at a certain point, uh, the only person who really has your back to the extent that you need in a moment like that is yourself. So, you know, no matter how supportive our families are, or no matter, you know, how many friends we have, or, or whatever it is, um, at a certain point, you know, that support kind of dwindles a little bit in the sense that people don't always know what to do, like taking getting a job switching careers, it's a long process. And so as we go, you know, there's a lot of there's a swell of support usually at the beginning. But then, you know, after a couple of months, it kind of tapers off. And so it really comes down to you understanding where you want to go and you sort of believing in yourself that that you're going to get there. And that's that's nothing against all the people in your life that your friends, your family, people you love. It doesn't change the amount that you love each other. It's just that when people when we don't know what to do to help, it's hard to keep showing up, keep engaging. And so at that point, you really have to sort of bet on yourself. But I would say that the 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 big moment for me came from uh, I, I read a book called Have You Heard of the Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was gifted to me by a buddy of mine. And I hadn't really read any like business books or self-help books or personal development books or whatever you want to call them at that point. And I read this book and it sort of made me realize two things. Like one, uh, exactly what I just mentioned, like we're in control of the opportunities we create. So essentially what, what we, life is what we make of it. Like if you want to have X, Y, and Z, there's a way to make it happen. Like other people have done it and therefore you can do it but it requires work. It requires persistence. It requires determination. It requires getting back up. It requires all these things, right? So you have to be committed to that. And basically you can sum that up by saying you have to do the work. But the second thing was that uh, that book basically taught me that just because everybody is doing something doesn't mean that it's the right or necessarily the best way to do it. And so that's when I started to get curious about the job search. And around that same time as I was reading the book, I had a conversation with an alumni of my university who was working at Uber. And he essentially said, you know, Austin, you're basically taking advice from all the wrong people. Like, yes, these are the people that you've trusted forever, but none of them have been where you want to go. None of them have worked at Microsoft or Google, and none of them have done that coming from a non-traditional background. So if you want to succeed, you need to go out and find people who have already walked the path. Um, in so many words, you basically should only take advice from people who already have what you want. So that was the starting point for this shift of moving away from online applications and, and going in a different direction. So essentially, I sat down, I went home, and I immediately wrote down the criteria for my dream job, which were uh, to be living in a major city like New York, LA, San Francisco, to be working at like a Google, Microsoft, you know, leading tech company, to be making six figures a year, and to do that all before I was 20, 26, I think was the, the goal, at least in my, uh, my criteria. And so what I did was I took that and I went to LinkedIn, and I just went and found as many people as I could who already fit that criteria, 
and also came from a non-traditional background. So these were people who were working in New York at Google, you know, making a certain salary based on what I could find on Glassdoor, and they came from a different background. And I just tried to, I, I, I reached out to, I emailed as many of those people as I could. And I just sat down and I talked to every single one of them. And I was a sponge. Like I just tried to learn what worked for them, what didn't, what did they do differently? What would they recommend? And through those conversations, I found common themes, like things that all of them did. And then also I was able to cherry pick strategies like, you know, this person had this idea, which I think really plays well to my skill set. So let me try and, you know, put that in my toolbox, so to speak. And those conversations, that, that, that sort of moment in time where I read that book, I had the conversation with that person from, from my university who worked at Uber, and then I talked to a bunch of these people, that was really the inflection point that like totally changed the trajectory of my search and, and my career. Wow. And if I'm getting this right, so the highlight of your story was mentorship, right? And um, being genuinely curious instead of just networking for getting opportunities, but genuine curiosity. I really like that you said over there, like being a sponge that is purely just trying to understand from the experience. So why does mentorship hold such an importance and like anything you can talk about mentorship because yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, this was always an interesting one because I, when I was younger, I always, and it's so funny you mentioned that and, and put it that way because I never viewed those people as mentors, but, but they absolutely were. And I think the misconception that we are all, whether it's intentional or not, we sort of fall under this spell of thinking that mentorship is like this official thing where, you know, I, I say to you, like, Anushka, will you be my mentor? And you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. And like, we will meet on the third Thursday of the month for 30 minutes. And that will be the mentorship. And like, that is never, ever the case. In my experience, a lot of the people that I view as mentors, when I shared that with them, they had no idea that, that I thought of them that way. And so whether it was at, at work or in business or whatever, you know, we'd be having drinks and I'd be like, you know, I really view you as a mentor. And they were like, oh, like I thought that we were, you know, just friends or peers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so typically what happens is uh, it's, it's a much more casual buildup and it really stems from somebody viewing you as a person who uh, obviously, you know, values what they have to say, but, but is willing to act on it. And so the, the format that I found to work really well here is to establish yourself as both of those two things, you know, somebody who values their influence, somebody who takes action. So the way that I did this with those people was, you know, first I found that point of common ground, right? Whenever we go through something that is tough, we tend to one, put, take a part of that and, and place it in our identity. Um, and then also we tend to gravitate to other people who have gone through the same thing. And so I immediately led with that, you know, Hey, I saw that you went from, you know, this background to Google, like that's really interesting. I have a biology background. I'm looking to do the same thing, yada, yada. So I established that first, but then what I tried to do was get actionable advice out of them. So the thing that worked best for me was trying to make, trying to ask a question that was incredibly easy to answer. Like I wanted them to be able to answer in like 10 seconds or less. And a big problem is we ask these big questions like, you know, Austin, you went from healthcare to Microsoft, like, tell me how you did that. And me as the mentor that forces me into one of two options, you know, that's a, a you know, I, I told the condensed story, which is valuable to a certain extent. But if you wanted the full story, we'd be here for the full hour plus. 
So I can either sit down for an hour plus and tell you that story and have no idea if you're going to do anything with it, or I can give you a, a shitty answer, you know, pardon my, my language. And what happens is you usually get the latter. You usually get the bad answer because this person doesn't know what you bring to the table. So instead, what I would try to do is limit that by saying, you know, hey, Austin, you made this transition from healthcare to Microsoft. And I know that it's critical to get some sort of experience in this new field. So I'm considering taking this course or this certification, which one would you recommend? And that made it super easy. I would even put A or B in front of it and just say like, pick A or B. And they could just tell me like, hey, go do A or go do B. And then I could go do that and I could report back to them and say, you know, thanks so much for the advice. Uh, I went and did that thing. And here's what I learned. What's the next step? And so um, just the simple act of reporting back on taking the action, that's something that like 99% of people do not do. Like typically they take the advice and you never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. And so if you just show back up and say, you know, thanks for the advice, I took action on it, what's next? You all of a sudden, you know, jump that fence from the person who they're unsure of to this known quantity of somebody who values their advice and is gonna take action on it. So what's going to happen next? Well, they're more likely to give you extra advice, but that advice is more likely to be deeper, longer, more effective, simply because they trust that you're going to take action on it. So that's exactly what I did. And it's helpful for you, obviously, because you have this mentor, but two, because when you ask, you know, 30 people a similar question, I had a Google sheet and I would say, okay, you know, here are all the recommendations. And then if somebody mentioned one twice, I would put like a plus one in the next column. Uh, and then every time there was a new one, I would add it in. And then I just filtered by frequency. And so I had a list right there of like. And that's time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this weekly conversation from the Blueprint for Life After College Summit. Those were 10 minutes with one of the most awesome speakers on this summit there are a lot more amazing life transformation experts and coaches sharing their expertise with you so that you can live the best life possible which is unique to you and carved out for your success so register for the summit now at blueprintforlifesummit.com and i hope you enjoyed this brief conversation and Keep on checking out the other sneak peeks we have on here. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. We're forever grateful for your uniqueness, your energy, and you.